everybody, the complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. There's several key things that I want to talk about today, and I think that they're probably going to be very relatable if you grew up, one, either with a narcissist, and there's two types of narcissists I'm going to mention on here today. One is a narcissist. The other one is a malignant narcissist. Um, I've posted two new videos on my Twitter, which I guess is called X now, whatever. Um, but on Twitter, if you look up the complex PTSD guy, um, I posted two videos and they're both about women who have been in the news recently. And they are both examined by the criminal profiler, Pat Brown. I mentioned her before on here. Um, I told some of you I got interested in true crime last November, and when I'm interested in something, I absorb it like a sponge, and out of all the profilers I've seen, whether they're FBI or whoever they may be, Pat Brown is by far just on point, and she explains things to where they make sense for anybody. She's just very good. She has a good sense of humor. Um, She's not your typical TV talking head who's all into basically things that some people think are just made up. Um, she really gets down to the nitty gritty of what is a psychopath versus what is someone who has this type of disorder. She sees everything very differently. Um, she's very clear minded. And again, she's not your typical TV news talking head type person. Um, but again, I'm, I'm going to talk about if you were to be around a malignant narcissist, what that might look like. And I've put two of her videos. One is about a woman who had an, let's just say an episode on a plane. And Pat points out that she herself is not a psychiatrist either. She's not a, do- a psychologist. Um, she's a profiler. And this woman basically had an episode on a plane where she said that this like invisible person wasn't really there or something along the lines of this man isn't real or something. And Then she did an apology video about it, and Pat dissects what's really going on with, or possibly what's really going on with this woman, and so that's on my Twitter. Um, And then the other one that she recently did was on a woman named Sherry Papini, who faked her own abduction, and so Pat did a video on what may be going on there, whether there could be some Munchausen, there could be some psychopath tendencies going on um and again she's not diagnosing that's not what she does but i just thought that they were both very relatable she also specifically mentioned in one of them titled the crazy plane lady um she specifically pointed out in that video drinking too much alcohol does not make you behave the way that woman behaved um and in a lot of situations someone could be a psychopath where they could have a psychopathy and they're just, their MO is what they're showing you. Their modus operandi is here I am acting socially violent. Here I am taking up your day. Here I am ruining your day. Um, and they're never really sorry for it. Um, so it's, it's a psychopath who happens to not be a serial killer, but they're showing you their psych psychopathy in different ways. Um, you don't have to be a serial killer to be a psychopath. Um, so she also pointed out that we don't refer to 
Um, so when someone does something like this, let's say there's a malignant narcissist and they're trying to, they just want attention and they ruin everybody's day and then they do an apology video about it. Um, or they, they say they're sorry cause it's going to benefit them basically. Um, she pointed out that we don't call it serial homicide disorder. You know what I'm saying? So we say it's a psychopath who's committing serial homicide, um, but when you think of it in a different way, serial homicide disorder, you know, we don't say that about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, he had serial homicide disorder. Um, we say he's a psychopath who went out and committed serial homicide. He was showing you his psychopathy or his psychopathness, whatever, however you want to say it. His was to be socially violent, um, extremely socially violent. Um, but... They're just very, uh, a lot of these things are very specific. She goes into Munchausen, um, and again, she's not diagnosing, but in relation to the Sherry Papini thing, the fake, the woman who faked her abduction, um, she says, years ago, a newspaper columnist, I think she was trying to refer to Dear, Dear Abby, um, but she said a newspaper columnist, somebody wrote into a newspaper columnist, they needed advice on why is my parent always behaving in this way, why do I feel like I'm... I'm always in their web and blah, blah, blah. And the newspaper columnist said to this person, um, your parent is a spider. Um, and no matter what you do, they're always going to try to weave you into their web and you're always going to feel confused and tangled up. And they're basically using you as their pawn. And this is where I want to mention I've grown up with somebody like that. I'm not going to say who it is. Um, and they're still doing it to this day and they're in their 70s now. Um, they've been doing it. And I, I recently used the word Munchausen when I was around their spouse recently. And their spouse kind of looked at me like they were spooked that I used that word Munchausen. And I actually wasn't using them about the spouse. I wasn't using it about who they're married to. I was talking about a woman, I think she was in Texas, and she had said that her son was missing for four years or eight years or something. And it turns out he's been with her this whole time. And her own siblings and cousins were like, she's she's lied this whole time. And I, they may have even said that they think she has Munchausen. But basically Munchausen is where it's a person affected by chronic mental disorder um, where they are always having to be like the sick person. Or they're faking sickness and they might even actually hurt themselves. So the person I grew up with... They physically altered their body to get people to believe that they were sick. And they're totally faking it. They, I'm not the only one that thinks this about them. Um, another person I know who grew up around them thinks the same thing. And they go to doctor after doctor after doctor for over 25 years now. And they physically harm like their skin. I'll just put it that way. They do something where they dig into their skin um, to make it look like they have welts from a, a something that they were exposed to. I'll just put it that way. Um, but they've done it for years. Um, and even their own parent was kind of frightened by them. If you didn't take their illness seriously, you could just see the cuckoo in the eyes. Like they, they literally were like, if, if they could tell that you weren't falling for it, they would just wouldn't want to be around you. Um, or if they couldn't use you as like a pawn, they would just, you know, toss you aside. Um, so, um, and then the other thing, uh, 
malignant narcissism um, is where someone has a chronic mental disorder with a normal or violent um, social tendencies. Um, So that's kind of your, you know, if you can just, you know, Google it. What's a malignant narcissist? What is Munchausen? Um, And some of this I might be crossing over a little bit here, um, but they do tend to cross um, over. And again, a lot of this, um, and I think even Pat said in her video, she doesn't call it Munchausen disorder or, or whatever you want to call it syndrome. If I'm not mistaken, she refers to it in her video as this person has a psychopathy and this is the behavior that they're using in order to get where they want to get next. Um, so when the woman who faked her abduction, she'll probably keep doing this stuff for the rest of her life. She may not fake another abduction, but she's going to get what she wants from who she thinks she can get it from. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, just wanting attention. Um, so that's her MO. Um, that's her modus operandi. But, um, in relation to how, you know, my upbringing was, um, and again, I'm not going to say who this person is because they're still around. Um, but they're still doing it. Um, and like that newspaper columnist said, they'll do this till the day they die. You're either going to be their pawn or you're not. And you either have to have really amazing boundaries um, or just, you know, stay away from them. And like I've told you guys on this podcast before, I did choose to engage back with these people for my own personal reasons. And it's not always the easiest thing. And occasionally um, they'll their little, you know, narcissist personality will pop up around me. But I think they basically know not to mess with me um, because I did cut them off for two to three years. Um, I think they know that I can see through it, but I think they also know that there's hardly anybody else who's going to give them any attention. Um, So that's what I think is happening um, because they've isolated so many people that, I mean, they have no friends whatsoever. Um, you know, they're very short with people. They don't engage in any social activity whatsoever. Um, they have one key enabler and that's really the only person that's ever around them besides some of their immediate family. And that's very temporary. And, um, it's almost like, um, Pat said in one of those same videos I posted, She's, she said it's kind of like someone who, who thinks puppies are really cute and they're playful and they dance around on their feet. And, you know, puppies are really sweet. But once they start making messes in the house and barking at night and getting on your nerves, a narcissist type will discard them. They'll be like, OK, you're, you're getting on my nerves. Go away now. Um, whereas most people want to do that. Uh, you know, most people want to discard their dog. Um but it's kind of the, the same situation. So I just wanted to let you guys know I posted a couple videos. Um, one is more about malignant narcissism and what that does to people. And the other one is about um, Munchausen and possible psychopathy. Um, and they're both related to two women. Um, they're both like in their 30s. Um, but one was a situation on a plane that happened recently. And the other one was a fake abduction that happened a few years ago. And that woman just got out of prison, by the way, um, like yesterday. So that's why she did a video about her. Um, cause she was 
talking about, you know, if she does have these certain things, um, what her husband may do. So the woman's husband, what he may very well do in the next, let's say, six months or so. Um, he may go back to her um, because he doesn't he doesn't see it for what it is, possibly. Or he may see it for what it is and not go back. But um, I just thought that these are two interesting videos that she recently did. And um, again, on one of them, she points out that um, alcohol does not make you behave this way. Um, which I thought was really huge because when I wrote my play, um, that was something that I had always grown up hearing was that alcohol does make you do these things. Um, so like, let's say someone has a violent psychotic blow up and they attack you and then they're like, oh my gosh, I drink, I just drank too much. I'm so sorry. And it's her belief. No, no, no. Alcohol does not do that. You're, you're psychopath and this is your MO. Um, you know, there's some, there's a psychopathy there, or there's, there's your thoughts going on there, and you just decided to go ahead and do it and engage in a violent action. Um, so it's, you know, she's seeing things very differently than how I grew up being taught about things. Because when I wrote my play um, and we produced it, one of the things I specifically had to put in the play was something that the woman who diagnosed my complex PTSD, um, I wrote a letter basically to the people who I grew up with after someone was attacked and the person that they're married to said, oh, it was the drinking. And then my immediately family, my immediately, my immediate family also said the same thing. It was the alcohol's fault. Um, and my therapist said, no, no, no. She said, this is a really big deal right here. Um, she said, it is not the alcohol. And the fact that they're blaming alcohol is just going to extend the long-term, either neglect, long-term emotional abuse. They may not be physically abusive again, but all of these other long-term things are going to keep happening if you're just saying the alcohol caused it. Because it's not. It's their mentality. Um, you know, so it's... Um, that's what it really is. And she specifically points that out in that video. This, this was not the alcohol that made her behave this way. Um, she does say, however, it could have been possible that she was on a, med a medication and some other type of pill, you know, like something you shouldn't be taking or some other medication interfered together. She said that could have happened here. Um, but she said this woman could also just be having... She could be a psychotic break type person where she had a break and it happened to get caught on camera. So she came out and did this apology video, but didn't explain where the break came from, like what caused it. Um, so before I start rambling, um, I hope everybody has a good day. I'm actually working at my spa job today and um, I wanted to say there's somebody and I won't say what job it's at because I work two jobs, but lately there's been... Um, a person who ironically relates a lot to these two women that she did videos about, that Pat did videos about. Because um, I think this woman is like a psychopath and um, she's kind of new, but she goes around and she makes up like all these stories. Like she'll say that somebody assaulted her um, or like she'll say, this woman tried to kill my dog. And then she'll say, oh, this, this woman was banging on my, my car window and 
this man tried to run me down in traffic. I mean, it's like a story every other day I work with her. And it's like, I don't even believe her. Um, and then she'll like, she'll say different stories around different people. And if you don't buy into what she's saying, like she just won't tell you stories anymore. Cause I think she could tell, I just didn't believe what she was saying, or I wasn't giving her the reaction she was wanting, like a sympathy reaction. So she doesn't tell me the stories anymore. Um, and she said, she's made like really outlandish claims about, um, different people. And, um, she's, she like cries a lot. And this is a, like a grown woman. Um, and she'll like, she'll just start crying and she'll be like, Oh, this person's mean to me. And I mean, it's, it is such a sympathy thing. I, I, I just, I'm kind of blown away by it. Uh, and maybe I notice it because I do talk about all this stuff on this podcast. You know, maybe it stands out to me. Um, but yeah, I'm actually almost not comfortable being around her because I don't know what story she might make up about me. Um, you know, cause she's made up other stuff about people we work with and, um, and I know that she's doing this because other colleagues have told me. So she tried to like gaslight me, but my colleagues could tell like she was a little cuckoo. And so they told me what she was saying. And I was like, really? I was like, that's insane. Like, that's totally crazy. But so she kind of reminds me of these two videos here. Um, but anyway, um, again, I, I won't say who she is, but uh, I just, I find it fascinating because I do think she's a psychopath and her MO is a sympathy card. So maybe she has Munchausen. I have no idea. I'm not diagnosing her, but, um, I, I find it fascinating when you come face to face with it. Um, it's very, it's very wild in my opinion, but that's most of what I wanted to share. This is the complex PTSD guy signing off.